Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. Uh, hey, great win. Obviously hard to win, uh, you know, and that's one of the things you come out here, 50, you know, every Saturday, 50% of the teams don't win. And we're one of the, on the 50% on the good side again uh, this week. So great crowd. Uh, obviously, you know, um, it was a great celebration for the Edmondson family and Mr. Two Bits. It was, it was great to see that. Really good to see, too, a lot of our fans sticking around. I know, uh, you know, we had a lead, but people sticking around through most of the game and getting excited, showing the passion to be back out there and giving us that home field advantage. I know it's only going to get better as the season goes on, too, and our fans kind of get warmed up. That was UF coach Dan Mullen discussing Florida's 45 to nothing win over UT Martin on Saturday in the Swamp for the Gators' home opener. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. Hope you guys had a great weekend, and as Mullen was discussing there, he's always happy to come out with a win because, as we saw on Saturday, some teams weren't so lucky, including Miami and Tennessee going down with losses. LSU was able to get a big win over Texas, as I predicted, and Clemson takes down Texas A&M. But we got a lot of Gators to talk about on today's show. In the first segment, we're going to review our five things to watch from the UT Martin game. We'll also bring you an interview from four-star offensive tackle Isaiah Walker Jr., who discusses why the Gators are on top in his recruitment. In the second segment, we will grade the Gators' performance against the Skyhawks. And in the final segment, we'll bring you some post-game interviews from Mullen and Trevon Grimes, who had a career high in receptions on Saturday. Now, it wasn't all good news for the Gators against UT Martin. Two of their top players, Kadarius Toney and C.J. Henderson, go down with injuries. Mullen said after the game that they thought Henderson had a slight ankle sprain. Tony, they still had to find out some more. It looked at the time like it appeared to be a wrist or hand injury to Tony, but it's been reported that it's actually a shoulder injury. We'll find out more from Mullen on Monday. Obviously, that's really unfortunate news for the Gators. You never want to lose your top players, especially in games like this. But Florida did have a lot of young guys step up against UT Martin, including Kyir Elam, who was one of three freshman cornerbacks who got a lot of playing time. And in our five things to watch last Friday, the first thing was the turnover battle. And the Gators having to win that, take care of the ball, and also get some takeaways and Elam was able to do that in the fourth quarter he comes down with an interception in the end zone it was just textbook coverage and a great play from a true freshman he also made a really nice open field tackle and that was big for the defense to get their first pick of the season on the offensive side a big night from Felipe Franks 25 of 27 270 yards two touchdowns but the most important stat no interceptions no fumbles the Gators don't have any turnovers against the Skyhawks and that was the type of result that they needed to have after a four turnover performance in their season opener. The second item we wanted to watch from the Gators on Saturday was red zone scoring. They missed some opportunities against the Hurricane, some coming off of those turnovers, and Florida needed to do a much better job against the Skyhawks, and they did. Five for five in the red zone. They scored every time they got down there. There was one blunder, though, on their opening drive. They marched right down the field, had a chance to convert a third and one, and Kyle Pitts gets a pass, loses his footing, and slips. Not able to pick up the first down and Florida has to settle for a field goal. And that was something that really bothered Mullen and the players. They wanted to come out and start strong. They did not like the fact that they weren't able to put it in the end zone on that first drive. 
And they made sure every time that they got back down there again, they punched it in the end zone four touchdowns the rest of the way, much better than they did against Miami. As was Florida's rushing attack, the third item that we had on five things to watch. The Gators only had 52 yards rushing against Miami. And through the first half of this game, weren't doing all that better. After two quarters, just 83 yards rushing on the ground for the Gators. Florida wasn't getting the push in the run game that it was looking for, but much better in the second half. And the Gators finished with 231 yards rushing on 30 carries. Three touchdowns on the ground. LaMichael P. Ryan, his final numbers, 51 yards on 10 touches. And his first rushing score of the season. Damian Pierce, five carries for 25 yards. Malik Davis, three touches for 18 yards and his first touchdown since September of 2017. So that was an important moment for him. And with the way Felipe was playing in the passing game, it looked like Florida kind of focused on that, especially after they couldn't get it going early on on the ground. But Damon's still pleased with the production in the run game, and he'll talk about that in the final segment. Tackling was another issue for Florida in the season opener, and that area looked much better on Saturday. Sean Davis got the start at safety, led the way with six tackles, was in on the first play of the game for a tackle for a loss, and really kind of set the tone for the night. The Gators only allowed 194 yards of offense for UT Martin, just 54 yards on the ground, and all that came from sure tackling and the defense not allowing the Skyhawks to get yards after contact which is what the Hurricanes were able to hit them for. And it was also a good night for freshmen. The Gators got to play a ton of young guys in this game. And that's what we wanted to see, last but not least, was the freshman standouts. We already mentioned Kyir Elam. He had a touchdown run from Emory Jones, the first of his career. But all the hype and excitement during and after the game was for Jacob Copeland. He gets his first career touchdown, catches it from Kyle Trask. He finishes with three catches for 23 yards in the touchdown also had a carry for 15 yards, and that was a sight to see for Florida fans. First of all, they've been waiting for it for a whole year, and they finally got to see him in some extended action, and it's coming off of Tony's injury. And with the home opener always brings recruits who come in to visit. Florida had their south end zone bleachers full, and one of the top targets for UF who made his way to the game was four-star offensive tackle Isaiah Walker Jr. from Miami. He hails from the same high school as former Gators linebacker Vosan Joseph, and he's been really high on UF in his recruitment. After the game, he said the Gators are his top team, and he spoke to me about why. What do you like about Florida? What has them on top? Coaching. Definitely coaching. They have a good coaching staff. Do you feel like you got a really good relationship with those I guys? Do, yeah. Which guy do you talk to the most on the staff? Most, I mean, the whole staff, really. Mullen, yeah. Havasey, Coach Johnson, Coach Howard, new coaches came. Most of the coaches. Sure. What's, what do you feel like is their main message to you? Want to be a Gator. That's the main thing. And obviously, you come here tonight, check out the home opener. What did you think about the performance they put on? I mean, they started off a little slow. They came back. Well, they're a good team, so they came back. So. I won a game. It was a good game. And then decision timeline, you have an idea when you're hoping to make that and where you're at with things? I would just say very soon. Very soon? Very soon. Okay, and whenever you make that decision, what are what are going to be the deciding factors for you? It's just about feel comfortable at your school. It feel at home. I feel like I never left my home. When we come back from this first break, we will grade Florida's performance against UT Martin. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Everyone loves the comfort of their own home. But there's nothing like going to a game and being a fan in the stands. And whether you're looking for seats on the 50-yard line or front row tickets to see your favorite band in person, Vivid Seats is here to help you. Vivid Seats is the top source for purchasing event tickets in the online marketplace. You can search for seats by section, row, and price, all in the Vivid Seats app. 
the in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards, allows you to purchase tickets to any concert, game, or show and earn credit towards your next live event. Visit the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Do that and you're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From sporting events to theater shows, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the Vivid Seats app and become part of their loyalty program today. All right, welcome back, Florida fans. It is time to grade the Gators, and we start with the quarterback position and an A-plus performance from Felipe Franks. Nearly flawless against the Skyhawks, silencing a lot of critics. Not the toughest of opponents, but he looked really sharp in this game. Only has two incompletions, gets close to the 300-yard mark, and launches two bombs in the second quarter to put Florida up 17-0 at halftime. Felipe completed his first 15 passes, and that was the third longest streak in Gators history behind only Chris Leak, who had 17 against Wyoming in 2005, and Steve Spurrier, who completed 16 in a row in 1966. So a pretty historic night from Franks. And Damon said the thing he liked most about his performance is that he didn't force things. This is a tough secondary to throw against. These guys were dropping eight. They play a 3-3-5. And Felipe had to be really patient about where he was going to go with the ball and the decisions that he made in his progressions. And he did a really good job with that. One of his two completions was on a Hail Mary. So the guy only had one bad ball. Damon also said that Felipe showed areas of his game on Saturday that have been much improved from this time a year ago. Now Felipe takes that into Florida's first road trip of the season, the SEC opener at Kentucky. For the Gators running game, we'll give that a B plus. Anytime you get 200 plus yards on the ground, it's a good night. Florida had their top three backs averaging over five yards per carry. And all those guys were able to make plays. You saw them get Naquan Wright involved. He gets seven touches. That'll probably be the most action that he sees all season. And then Iverson Clement rips off a big 41-yard run. I thought that he would have a chance to shine Saturday, and he did. But that was all mop-up duty in the second half. In the first half, Florida came out, and when they tried to establish the run, they were not able to get the type of success that they were looking for. Dan Mullen and the offensive staff were really frustrated with that. And I think that might be why you saw them lean on Felipe the way that they did. And why not? He completed his first 15 passes and eventually hit some big ones down the field. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Eventually the Gators warned them during the game and were able to get some more yards on the ground. But I think the Kentucky game will give us a better sense for where this rushing attack is at. Another A performance from the receivers in this game. We mentioned Trayvon Grimes with the career high in receptions. He finishes with 56 yards on five catches. Van Jefferson ties his career high of 94 yards on four receptions. He had the big touchdown catch for 69 yards. That was the longest touchdown pass of both he and Franks' career. Josh Hammond also made four catches for 22 yards. Tyree Cleveland comes down with three for 52, including the 35-yard touchdown, where that man was just wide open. Florida caught them on the run fake, and Cleveland did a great job selling it with his route. We mentioned Jacob Copeland, the three catches he had. He was able to get into the end zone. And I think it was the first catch that he made falling backwards was a really nice grab, not the easiest of plays to make. You also saw P. Ryan stay involved in the passing game. He made three catches for 15 yards. And Rick Wells even got in on the action, making two catches, including a 24-yarder. But Tony only two receptions for six yards before his injury. I think that's got to be the first time I've ever seen Tony go down from the first tackler. So now the Gators got to move forward without him. I think you'll see Freddie Swain and Jacob Copeland get a lot more involved in the offense and passing game with Tony out. And the good thing for the Gators is they're loaded at wide receiver with a ton of talent. So they should be able to get by until Tony returns. The night not as good for Florida's tight ends. I, I gave them a C performance. 
Really just average production from that group. Pitts is the only guy that comes up with any catches. And as we talked about, on one of them, he had a chance to pick up a first down, keep Florida's drive alive in the red zone. And maybe he even would have scored on the play if he kept his footing. But that's part of the game that's going to happen sometimes. I think what was more concerning was what we saw from Florida's tight ends in terms of their run blocking. They're still having some issues there and just not doing as good as Siante Lewis and Morrill Stevens were last season. So that position still needs to improve and get a little bit more production moving forward. The offensive line had another pretty good performance in this game. I gave them a B. They only give up one sack, over 200 yards on the ground. Mullen and Hevesy didn't seem happy with the way that those guys started the game, but they did a good job in the second half. Florida got some young linemen, a lot of experience, and they protected the quarterbacks, which is what they're job description is. Franks only goes down once in the game. That's two sacks on the season with the other coming against a really good defensive front for Miami. So all in all, I think for a young group that has a lot of new starters, they've played pretty good in the first two games, but still more room for those guys to grow. Going over to the defensive side, and folks, the grades are going to be A's across the board. Anytime you pitch a shutout, hold a team to 194 yards, and get a turnover, you brought your A game. Jabari Zuniga once again made his presence felt. He had one and a half sacks to lead the way for the Gators. They finished with five in this game. TJ Slayton also getting in on the action. He had a sack and a tackle for loss. That was big for Florida to have him making plays on the D-line. You saw Zachary Carter really take advantage of his snaps on the field. He finished with a career high in tackles and was also in on a sack. And even Chris Bogle got in on the action. He had five tackles against UT Martin. And that was big for him to get that experience early on in his career. And linebacker David Reese was in on a sack, made some nice tackles. Jeremiah Moon and Greenard were doing big things at the buck position. And a good performance from LeCedric Brunson. He came up with four tackles in that game, including a tackle for loss. I really liked the way that he showed up on defense. And, and he's been a guy that's been a pleasant surprise for Florida. Coming in as an underrated recruit from Miami, not a lot of expectations for him. And he looks like he could be a solid contributor for Florida this season. Florida's secondary did its thing once again. You had C.J. Henderson go down. Juwan Taylor wasn't playing. So Steiner and Davis were your starting safeties with Stewart once again suspended. I really like the way Davis looked. I think that he should start the rest of the way. He appears to be emerging as a leader on defense as well. Marco Wilson and Trey Dean look like they always do. And the three freshman corners, Elam Hill and Kimbrough, all got in there, got their feet wet early in the game, even before Henderson's injury. And each one of those guys made plays in the game. And that was really important because they're going to be counted on the rotation moving forward. And for them to have that game under their belt, they're not going to be wide-eyed if they have to play at Kentucky or against Tennessee or some of these other SEC teams. And Florida did a great job on special teams as well. Evan McPherson knocked home his 32-yard field goal. He's now 19 of 21 officially for his career, but I still count that one against Kentucky last season. Tyree Cleveland also had a big kick to start the second half. And now the Gators close the book on this game and get ready for their SEC opener against the Wildcats. That'll do it for grading the Gators when we come back from this break. We'll bring you some post-game comments from Dan Mullen and Trevon Grimes. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Welcome back into the show, folks. Now, Dan Mullen postgame was certainly happy to get the win. He was told some of the other results around the country. And as he told us after he stepped away from the podium, it's hard to get a win, guys. It's hard to go out there each and every Saturday and get your guys to come out with a victory. So he's happy to be 2-0, but he also knows that there's a lot of things that they got to work on before they head to Lexington. Mullen was not happy with the way the offense started the game. 
Didn't like that they weren't able to score a touchdown in their first red zone trip. And then Felipe got stuffed on that fourth and two. So he kind of sent a message to the players at halftime. And they came out playing at a really high level, scored touchdowns on the first three offensive series, and were able to get some valuable experience for their young guys. Here's what Mullen had to say about all that and more after beating the Skyhawks 45 to nothing. This is a tough team to throw against. You know, and they're playing drop eight all the time. You know, you're going to have time. But I think that showed his maturity a little bit of taking what they're giving us, you know, making throws, you know, and they're, they're they, you know, they're, they got eight guys dropping all over the place. And then they got guys running deep. So you don't like, OK, throw it deep. No. And then they got five guys underneath in zone coverage. You got, you know, it's they got deep coverage and they got underneath coverage and you got to really take your time. So I thought he did a good job of uh, really not forcing things. You know, I think he might have missed one or two throws down the field uh, that he had. But also, though, you know, I mean, there no need to force it. Take what they're giving and check it down. If it didn't feel great about it, we talked about some of them on the sideline. You know, I, I think there are some things I, I thought he really improved on from this time last year, and uh, they played pretty well. Those are pretty good numbers. Two, two I mean, games. Most people take them, right? I know. I'm sure it's Felipe Frank since it's Florida and playing quarterback Florida. They'll be, be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Got a long way to go. He only, you know, he threw two incomplete passes today. <laughs> Two, Not two, from you guys, just the general, like everybody in the world. Two games into the season, where do you feel the team is? I mean, you guys open SEC yeah, in a week. We, so. Yeah, we got a long way to go. Uh, but, you know what, it's interesting. You know, the first game was kind of such a unique, special game. I thought, you know, and you come off it. And I thought we, we cleaned a little bit of things up. Uh, I think we had a lot to clean up off of this game. And we got to take some big steps forward, you know, uh, before next week. We get in a conference play. Now, uh, you know, I, hey, you got, you got to understand human nature, which is, and these guys are 18 to 22 years old. It's, it's hard to peak and motivate yourself to come out. And, you know, that, that the big challenge is, are we giving maximum effort every single day? We're a little more talented than they were, you know? I mean, they're really well coached. They did an excellent job. Their kids played really hard. We, we just have a little bit more talent. And our guys know that. You know, and so, but now it, it's got to really crank up about 10 notches getting into conference play, especially having to go on the road. And Kentucky's an excellent football team. You know, Mark's done a great job with that program. And, uh, you know, so I think we got to really kind of, kind of crank it up. And it starts on Monday morning when we show up. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be a greater sense of urgency for us. Um, I think we have a good attitude. I just think we need to have a little, little, a little more grind and sense of urgency to, uh, to be, to be exact in every one of our details. Jacob Copeland tonight, uh, what did you think about his performance? And you know, I saw you guys give him a handoff. Is it fair to say that if Kadarius Tony were to miss any time that he might slide into that role? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy we wanted to, you know, we work. There's guys we want to get the ball to, you know, and so it's not just one guy that we want to get the ball to. There's a lot of different ways guys we want to get the ball to. He's one of them. And he could do that. He looked pretty explosive with the ball. He made some good catches, you know. Uh, obviously, he's got a ways to go a little bit, still learning. You know, the intricacies of, of, of playing, you know, like I said, I mean, because, you know, being hurt last year and a little bit through spring hurt him just with his knowing everything, the grasp of the offense of, of being an every down player. But it's certainly uh, he got a lot of reps today and got the opportunity to, to get the ball in his hand. And he looked pretty good when he did it. How about the, the play of your offensive line? Uh, you know, I mean, they're a young group. Obviously, they said we're playing a very, a, a, a very unorthodox style of defense. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that shows up front. I mean, receivers run around, the quarterback's got to kind of hold the ball. I mean, it's scary to play if you don't have a veteran quarterback that's going to kind of be patient and patient and not try to force the ball, but can stand in the pocket and stay a little extra. Uh, I think those guys, you know, they got to 
they got to learn to, you know, when they see crazy stuff like that, how to overcome, how to adapt, and how to learn. When you have a bunch of young guys, it was a little, probably a little bit trickier. But, you know, as the game went on, they, we made some adjustments. You know, John made a couple adjustments with them. And, and I think the one thing, they, they were a little slower on the adjustments than I'd like them to be. You know what I mean? Picking up the adjustments. Once, once we did start to pick up the adjustments, we did a lot better. Those were the post-game comments from Dan Mullen. And here's what wide receiver Trevon Grimes had to say after meeting with the media following his career-high performance in catches. Playing our, in our uh, offense where our receivers were doing very well. Like I said, Van had catches, Tyree had catches, Cope scored, I had catches. Everyone had catches, and we all um, went out there and, and did our thing, and, and we're just going to build on that. I think four of your five catches went for first. Could you just speak to the importance of like moving the chain, keeping drives alive? Of course. Um, that's that's one thing that we always focus on is moving the chains, um, knowing where the first down marker is. And um, I feel like when ball's put in my hands, if it's third down, I have to get the first down. That's the only thing on my mind. Um, and that's how everybody else's mentality is. Um, in practice, every practice we do, we have, we have um, chains out. And so every time we get a ball, if, even if we don't get the first down of practice, we have to get up and run past the first down. And I feel like that repetitiveness um, just builds in the game. What, what's it like as a receiver when you know they're trying to drop an eight into coverage all the time? You're going to have plays that extend maybe longer than they normally would. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of um, frustrating enough that they're dropping eight. It's just basically they want to take away the deep ball. Um, but like I said, we're we're going to find ways, going to find holes to to put the ball in and I feel like Felipe and Kyle Trask, they both did that tonight and um, they got the receivers the ball. What does it say about Felipe that he was able to do that? He was like 25 or 27 or something? Yeah, like um, he's, he's growing. He's, he's progressing as a quarterback. Um, like I said, I love him to death. He's, he's, he's growing and um, the receivers love to see him grow. Um, he's doing a phenomenal job. Um, just basically keeping the tempo with the receivers and looking them like the way they need to go. Um, there was a couple times tonight where I was running one way and he looked me back over the other way and, and um, dumped the ball off. So it's, um, it's, it's good to see that he's progressing like he is. After everything he's been through <clears throat> since his arrival in Gainesville, how happy yeah. were, was this team for Jacob Copeland to score that touchdown? Have oh, man, we, we talked to him. We, I don't think we stopped talking to him after his touchdown. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. You know, he's been through a lot um, with his, his injuries and stuff like that. Just seeing him back out on the field going hard and going strong is, um, is phenomenal. And, like I said, we're we're very happy for him. You know what it's, what it's like, though, like him to be a, a talented recruit and mm -hmm. have all these expectations and injuries hold you back. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's 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 hard. It's more it's more of a mental game. Um, like I said, I've been through it. I had an ACL injury coming out of high school, um, and like I said, I talked to him. That's my roommate when we uh, we go to the hotel and we talk a lot. And um, it's an honor for him to be able to go out there and, and show what he has to do. There was a couple of times where he got a screen and um, took it like an extra 15 yards. He's, he's a phenomenal player, and he's going to be one of the one of the best when it's his time to come. On your first drive, you guys reached the red zone, weren't able to score, and then you come back and get mm -hmm. four touchdown drives in the second and third quarter. Yeah. Just how'd that feel? Felipe said it felt like offense was really clicking. Yeah, that's one thing we always we always focus on is scoring in the red zone. Um, we need to score. No, 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 uh, no field goals. We need to score. And um, that's one big thing Coach Mullen always preaches is scoring in the red zone. So when the first time didn't happen, we didn't score. It was like, all right, we got to get this thing rolling. And then uh, the next tries, we, we score, 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 score. So it's uh, the offense started clicking, and we're going to build on that going into next week. Is anything different as you get into SEC play? <clears throat> no, nothing's different. Game plan is going to be the game plan. Um, just the level of talent we're going to face. But like I said, we, every week we go out there, we play the Gator standard, and um, that's going to be the win. Good stuff there from Grimes, and that'll do it for this edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we reviewed the five things to watch from UT Martin, graded the Gators' performance against the Skyhawks, and brought you those post-game comments from Mullen. 
and Grimes, as well as our interview with Isaiah Walker Jr. Tomorrow's show, we'll look at what Mullen had to say at his Monday press conference, discuss the injury updates on Kadarius Toney and C.J. Henderson, and bring you my post-game interview with Florida wide receiver Tyree Cleveland. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day.